This is on the left side, the funny football show. Harry Kane's in, he's got a rouge out, Luigi Buffon, and he scored! Harry Kane for Tottenham Hotspur, the big man on the big stage! The Premier League took a well-earned break this weekend, no doubt taking a short trip to sunnier climes where it will be photographed poolside in tiny, tiny shorts with its sexy continental partner, Ligue 1. But that doesn't mean there was any shortage of ridiculous football tittle-tattle for us to look at from the last few days. So let's do just that. I'm Jim, and this is On The Left Side. Given that last year the Daily Star broke the news of Hull defender Ryan Mason's life and career-threatening skull fracture with the headline Meet the stunning wag at Hull Star's bedside. While splashing several very thoughtfully selected pictures of Ryan Mason's missus in various states of undress across their website in a story that didn't just scrape the bottom of the barrel but had a good dig at the dirt beneath the barrel as well, I was fascinated to see how the newspaper was going to deal with this week's announcement that Mason would be retiring from professional football as a result of the injury. Maybe they'd go with the headline... Whoa! Doesn't injured Mason's mum have massive knockers? Or something equally as tasteful. Amazingly, they seem to have actually learnt their lesson. And there wasn't a single picture of a partially covered breast anywhere in the story. I mean, it was like reading The Guardian or something. There was also a pretty classy moment in Tottenham's Champions League game versus Juventus as the Spurs faithful sung in honour of their former defender. It must have been weird for them, singing about a former player without A, questioning the legitimacy of their birth parents, or B, suggesting that their wife enjoys certain questionable sexual activities. We'll leave that to the Daily Star. It was a nice moment for a former player who has had his career unfortunately cut short, but it is no wonder that the Whites were in good voice that night. They had, of course, just won the Champions League. Or at least, that's what you would have thought had happened if you picked up any newspaper last week, who seemed to be heralding Spurs as the greatest team on the planet right now. Despite not actually winning the match, or being in the league top three, or winning anything, for that matter. Quick, get that open top bus parade booked pronto. In fairness, it was a pretty good comeback from two goals down, and it was also another record broken for Harry Kane, which seems to be as much of a predictable occurrence as Daniel Sturridge getting injured right now, as he scored nine goals in his first nine Champions League games, more than any other player in history. It is going to be incredible to see this summer how he's going to manage to look like total crap once he pulls on the white shirt of England. There's actually a typo in my script there, and it says the shite shirt of England. Meh, actually, maybe that's not a typo. Anyway, even that wasn't enough to impress ITV pundit Roy Keane, however, as the unhinged Irishman gave his usual dour opinion on Spurs' European draw and Liverpool's emphatic 5-0 win. Certainly the size of Liverpool and, and Tottenham. You know, one trophy in ten years is, um, I think, pretty embarrassing. Roy Keane, a man who, if you gave him lemons, would make a massive fuss about why he's now got to carry these bloody lemons home. Take off! 
Compare that reaction to the joyous reaction of the BT Sports Studio to another record that was broken in Europe this week. Ronaldo scoring his 100th ever Champions League goal with a pretty special penalty. As Ronnie ran up to take the spot kick against PSG, it appeared that the ball he was about to kick leapt into the air, forcing the Portuguese bellend to strike the penalty on the volley. A volleyed penalty. So what actually happened? What made the ball leap into the air? Was it a waterlogged pitch? Was it a bit of a black magic voodoo from Ronaldo himself? Was it Neymar causing a mini localised earthquake by dropping his wallet onto the pitch? Incidentally, they were all genuine suggestions made by the Sun newspaper in a true high watermark for investigative journalism. But no, apparently, and amazingly, it was none of those things because, according to Rio Ferdinand, it was 100% deliberate. Oh, jumps up a little. Watch this when he hit four hits ball. Mm. <laughs> if he means that, that, it is definitely special. <laughs> you should do that in training, you know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> stop it. You should mess about in training and do that in training. Deliberately? Yeah, I swear to you. Crazy. But mm. he, he used to do it. Cool. If I did that, I'd knock it about 30 yards over the bar. <laughs> would it be churlish to suggest that if the ball did move before it was kicked, then the goal should have been disallowed and the penalty retaken? It would. It's not like Ronaldo to ever cheat on the football field, is it? with a theatrical tumble. So let's finish today's show with Manchester City, but not their European exploits, their social media ones. It turns out that football clubs PR teams have learnt absolutely nothing from the dreaded player Q&A that inevitably leads to people just taking the piss because they are still asking for interaction from their followers and it is leading to predictable hilarity. Manchester City marked Valentine's Day this year with a special request for poems of love from their army of fans. And I think you know what's coming. Their Twitter account got everyone going with the starting line, roses are red, Manchester is blue, and Twitter did the rest. At vintage underscore red composed, Roses are red, Manchester is blue. Where were your fans in 2002? At Siraj Karanji went with the poetic Roses are red, city is two. Without Arab money, you'd be in League Two. And at Shot on Goal X contributed Roses are red, Manchester is blue. Pep's buying the league instead of shampoo. Lovely stuff. Keats himself would be proud. Inspired by that, I've had my own go at writing a little bit of poetry, especially for any other football social media teams out there who are dreaming up similar ideas. Here we go. Have you not learnt your lessons from these weird Twitter stunts? Because football's general public are invariably all... C Actually, no. I think I'll leave it there. Thank you for coming. Hope you enjoyed today's show. It's been a lot of fun. Hit subscribe now on whatever app it is you use to listen to your daily podcasts and it'll update with the new show every single Monday and every single Thursday when we release it. Also, if you are part of the future and have an Amazon Echo device, then you can just search Alternative Football Show in the app and you can add us to your daily flash briefings. It's another way to catch up with all the football funny. Have a good few days. I will see you very soon for more on the left side action. 
See y'all. On the left side is a Pink Joe Headphones production written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson.